right. Breaker One Niner out there on the interwebs. Get your ears on for the fitness skills podcast from GMB. We're going to teach you how to get strong by practicing skills you actually care about learning and how to have a little bit fun in a process. Uh, my name is Andy Fawcett. I'm not only the founder of the GMB Posse, I'm also a client. And here with me is the mythic hero of the GMB epic saga, Dr. Ryan Hurst, Esquire. Uh, GMB's program director and head coach, who is neither a doctor or a lawyer. Uh, I was going to say, I was, I'm kind of liking the new title there. Just, uh, just, just a regular dude with real. huge eyebrows. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. That's me. It's it's the eyebrows. So, Mr. Eyebrow, that's what it is. Mr. Eyebrow, that's pretty much exactly <laughs> as lame as most <laughs> Japanese nicknames. You have lived that's what, in Japan exactly. far too long. Too long. Too long. <laughs> cool. So, how are you doing, man? I'm great. I'm great. I actually woke up really early this morning and got my first workout of the day in. And um, yeah, life is just lovely today. Life so, is lovely. Lovely. How are you doing? How are you? I am wonderful. Great. I am full of wonders. <laughs> That's wonderful. It is. It is. You. If we were in the same actual location, you would be in a state of wonder, wonderment, Just and wondering wonderment. at the wonders of my wonderfulness. <laughs> with that said, yeah, let's get on with it. We're already near the end of February, but we have actually kind of fallen behind slightly in our podcasting. I, I do apologize to people who have been looking forward to podcasts. Uh, actually, every time we do a podcast, we get a bunch of people saying, oh, your podcasts are great. You should do them more often. And then we end up not. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. But uh, we are near the end of February now. And I just want to say, uh, since we haven't updated this since then, um, in January, thanks to people purchasing GMB programs, we were able to donate shipping for 254 books to be sent to uh, classrooms and educational programs in Africa via our partnership with Books for Africa. Basically, uh, anytime you buy anything from us, we uh, take care of some books so some kids can learn to read. It's a pretty damn good deal, if you ask me. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We're really proud of that, and so thank you to everybody who uh, has helped us out with that. Uh, not to dwell on that, we also, I uh, should mention, we interviewed Al on the blog and talked about his new book, but Al Cavadlo, a uh, friend of ours, Pushing the Limits is his new book that came out uh, at the very end of January, and it's pretty damn sweet. You can get it from dragondoor.com. Uh, yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, the photo's in there, by the way. I know little off topic maybe but the photos in there are just amazing um he did a really good job with uh, getting some cool photos of him doing some cool tricks in there so be sure to check it out yeah yeah and they're they're very they're high resolution uh pictures they're they're very nice you could probably zoom in and blow them up and find flaws in al's tat work <laughs> that's, that's how how good the photography that's how good is. the photos are yeah. yeah it's amazing it's amazing so you ready to a some cues Let's do it, man. Let's right. do it. Let's ace some cues. Um, so the first one, uh, Roger uh, wrote on one of our previous podcast uh, comments areas. Uh, here's one cue you can a next time. What's the best way to increase thoracic shoulder flexibility? Because uh, he says that those are really hurting his handstand form. 
Yeah, this is actually a pretty common um, issue with a lot of people working on the handstands, um, especially depending on what kind of background you have. If you've been doing a lot of uh, conventional weightlifting, um, for example, heavy presses, uh, you know, push-ups, things like that, you might have um, some issues with your shoulder. And even if you haven't been doing conventional exercises, you still might have some problems. So um, there's not really a best way and for um, or one way, I should say. There's going to be a lot of different ways you can do it. But something um, that I like to do with some of my students over here is use a wall and basically uh, you approach the wall put your hands on the wall so that they're at shoulder height or actually a little lower would be good you stick your butt out there and you try and get your arms straight and you just work on opening up your shoulders it's extremely easy um, and no real rocket science behind it but just really uh, using the wall and lowering uh your shoulders down as far as you can get in a nice stretch on there make sure that you're pushing away from the wall where you're doing this and it should help now um another thing that you can do if you can successfully get upside down into a handstand is actually bring your hands a little further away from the wall and perform a bad handstand and what i mean by that is by kind of arching your back a little bit and train let's say you're if you're facing the wall let me start over if you're facing the wall and bringing your hands away from the wall trying to put your chest up against the wall what this is going to do is really force you to open up your shoulders and also work on um getting a bit more flexible it's a good way to start off your handstand um session for the day and it's a way that i actually do it too once you're comfortable with that then you can do it facing away from the wall Um, place your feet on the wall and pushing your chest out away from the wall so this time rather than going towards the wall you're going away from the wall another way to stretch and um, also get you prepped and ready to go for your handstands so um, that's one way another way um, is you know focused flexibility we've got a great uh, program. If you want to go through that, it works on some moves. And Jarlo is the man when it comes to that. So there's some cool exercises on there that you can use to help with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some of the stuff uh, in FF that Jarlo came up with uh, to address specific issues is actually really, really unique and uh, interesting. And I say unique. When I say that, I mean in the context of a quote-unquote stretching program, it's unique. Obviously, you know, Jarlo's a physical therapist, and so a lot of the things he does is probably kind of standard for a therapy practice, but not what you would usually see in a stretching program. And so that's also part of what makes it a a lot more effective than what people have traditionally done. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So anyway, let's move on to the next cue. Um, So here we are. Uh, I'm really enjoying P2 and working on the planche. I was thinking about doing a cycle of R1, but I don't want to have to start over when I come back to the P-bars. What should I do? Good question. Um, And actually one that has been floating around i won't say floating around but something that we've been talking about in gmb and that is cycling your workouts um you know if you're working through p2 you do all the work make sure you get it right and then you go and work on the rings got to be honest with you you're really not going to have to start over and it's not a matter of starting over from the beginning and what i mean by that is um you're going to be working on strength obviously um in r1 so it's not that you're going to really lose anything 
you're going to be working on different movements, but in actuality, this is going to help you for when you go back and start working on your planche again. So it's not just the planche, but for really any program out there, perform the program for the specific amount that we give you. Let's just say three months, take three months. If you focus on one program for three months, do it properly, then go focus on a different program. When you come back to the original program that you're working on, you're going to find that you're going to be starting from a higher place. And what I mean is you're going to have you know, more strength. You're going to have the recovery, the proper recovery to go back and actually perform better the next time you come back to it. So what I suggest is, you know, go do R1. If you want to do rings one, that's great. Do it and then come back to P2 and start working in your planche again. Uh, to give an example, um, right now I'm focusing on the one arm handstand. That's all I'm doing. Literally. I just focus on the one-arm handstand. Am I worried that I'm not going to be able to do the planche later? Am I worried that I'm not going to be able to do the front lever later? Well, no. And the reason why is because I know that what I'm focusing on right now is what I need to focus on. I don't want to you know, put other stuff in there and cloud my workout and take away from me getting the one-arm handstand. So when I get it, I'll go back, I'll start working on my planche again. But the thing is, it's not that I'm going to be working over working on my planche from the beginning because I already have the foundational strength to do it. And I, when I go back to it, I know that I'm going to get it better when I do it. Yeah. So, so yeah, one, one way to look at this is take the Princess Bride, for example. Princess Bride is probably one of the best, funniest movies of all time. I mean, you've got Andre the Giant unintentionally rhyming. Uh, You can't go wrong with that. But anyway, Princess Bride is an awesome movie. And most people have seen it more than once. I've watched Princess Bride probably, you know, 50 to 100 times. And every single time, you know what? That shit still cracks me up. Okay? So, I mean, it's not like the movie gets dull when you watch it again. Yeah, you know what jokes are coming, but it's still funny, right? Well, it's the same thing. Let's say you do Rings 1. Start out week 1, day 1, phase 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. And you go through the program, okay? And then you do something else. And then let's say you decide you want to go and do Rings 1 again. And you go to, you know, phase 1, week 1, day 1. It's not going to be the same as the first time. You're not going to be starting over. Just because you do the same workout doesn't mean – or the same program doesn't mean that it's going to be exactly the same. It doesn't mean you're going to get weaker, right? Uh, You know, if I lift 200 pounds today and then I decide to lift 200 pounds in a month, it doesn't mean that I'm weaker in between those, (laughs) right? When you do a cycle again, you actually start, like Ryan said, at a higher level. You you have more strength. Your form is better. You can do the same movements, but you can do them better. You can do them more cleanly. You can get more out of them. Uh, and so if you do a program again or if you go to the next level of a program or something, uh, you're, you're definitely not starting over. That's the thing. It's just like a great movie. Uh, it's not going to become less effective if you cycle back again. Now, if you just keep doing the same thing again and again, like if I put Princess Bride on an infinite loop 
and watch it over and over and over again, it's not going to take long for me to get kind of tired of it. But yeah. as long as yeah. I cycle it with other things, you know, as long as I watch other stuff in between, as long as it's been like a couple weeks since I've seen Princess Bride, it's going to crack me up. And yeah. as long as you take some time off and then come back to the rings or come back to the P bars or whatever, you yeah, you you will not be at the height of where you were last time. You might need a week or two to get back to where you were, but you'll find that you're not going to be starting from scratch. You might yeah. start from the same place in terms of the program but you won't be starting from the same place in terms of your abilities your strength your mobility your technical skills and what have you and you said something earlier that i think is really good you said that you're going to be getting more out of it and i like that and i think you know when you go back to a program and i do this all the time i'm I'm constantly going back to basic movements when i go back to these basic movements i'm always well I'm going to be looking at it from a different perspective because I've already got a certain foundation down so that when I go back to it, I'm not going to be focusing on the same thing that I focused on a year ago that I needed to. So this time around, I'll I'll be at this higher level. So I'll be able to focus deeper on something new that maybe I didn't even realize I needed to focus on the first time around. So even just like holding um, uh, the plank position on the ground. You know, in the very beginning, it might just be that you're just trying to get through it just to hold it. But then when you come back to it later, you can start working on, okay, really, how am I performing this? Where, you know, last time I focused on the core or having my shoulders over my hands or something like that. But then this time around, okay, you can go deeper. And so you might not, again, like Andy said, in the very beginning, have the same strength that you finished with, but you'll achieve that, that strength faster that you had last time and go beyond that and keep going when you cycle other things in and then come back to the program. So I think that's also a very important thing to yeah. think about when and doing just it. One more really easy to grasp demonstration of this idea. Ryan, can you do one push up? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you can do one push up, right? And you can do other stuff. You can do 10 push ups. You can do, you know, handstand push ups. You can do all these things. You can do ring dips. You can do all these different things. But if you go and do a push up right now, will that make you weaker? It's- Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) I seriously doubt that doing a push-up will make you weaker. So, for example, if you decide to take a day off of your handstand workout tomorrow and you decided that you just wanted to do uh, maybe 100 push-ups over the course of the day, all right, it wouldn't make you any weaker. It wouldn't make you any worse at your handstands. It wouldn't make you any worse at push-ups. I mean, it probably wouldn't further your goal of the one-arm handstand, but, you know, it wouldn't take away from any of that. Sure, sure. Right? Sure, and sure. you would still be able uh, to make those push-ups actually somewhat beneficial to you in some way because mm-hmm. yeah. you're one of those guys that you're kind of a masochist, and if you do push-ups, <laughs> you do them the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly right. So, you know, don't feel that taking a break from something – to do something else is going to hinder what you were doing. When you come back to it, you're going to be stronger. It's going to take a little bit of time, but you're going to be stronger and and you're going to be able to do it better. And that's what we want. Absolutely. Um, So moving on, I talked a little bit about Princess Bride. And the reason that I brought that up is because it really is, to me, one of the funniest things 
ever. <laughs> like I just the jokes in that movie, I think, are so, so good. And they've they've found their way it's so much into popular culture. And you you can make a joke about, you know, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya anytime, <laughs> anywhere. And somebody's going to laugh. Right. Uh, good humor is is hard to find. It's good. It's hard to find really good and really effective humor. Um, and unfortunately, you won't find it at GMB either. Uh, we have some of the <laughs> dumbest jokes uh, woven into our materials and written into our blog posts. Jarlo and I have an ongoing competition. I don't know if any of you listening to this have noticed or not. Jarlo and I have an ongoing competition. Who can mix the worst metaphors in blog posts? Uh, right now, I actually think Jarlo is ahead after this last <laughs> couple. There's a, there's a couple of zingers in there. Yeah, there's some good ones in there. Oh, man. We have a sick, perverted idea of what humor is. It's it's a little weird, and it's probably not very funny to most people. But it's important to us that we put some of it in there because um, – you know, you don't have to be serious all the damn time. I musically, I grew up listening to a lot of Frank Zappa stuff, and he had this whole thing called "Does humor belong in music?" Um, and he obviously thought so. And we think that humor belongs in in exercise and in fitness and in training because we think that humor belongs in life. You know? Yeah. And along those lines, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you know, I mean. Something's wrong. Uh, life's too serious to be taken seriously. And so if, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, then I don't want to hang out with you. You know, what I mean? and uh, I'm sure a lot of people around you probably feel the same way. Um, I do believe there's a time to be serious. But, you know, I love to enjoy life, laugh and have a good time also. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's one of the things, like you said, there's a time for it. Hey, here we go. There's a time and a place for different things. And you, when it's time to be serious, you should be serious. And when it's time to be funny, you should be funny. And maybe not try to mix them up, right? Goes yeah. back to cycling, actually. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you know, there's a line between taking your, your training seriously and taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we like to in when we're talking about training, we like to maybe throw in some of our questionable humor. But when we're actually training, we're pretty serious about what oh, we're yeah. doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, we make dumb jokes. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> so, Ryan, let, let's talk about cycling a little more, because this is a big Topic: This cycle model of uh, programming of of trying to make sure that you can you know prioritize the thing that's most important to you at any time, but but still not have to choose one goal for the rest of your life. Uh, what what are some good examples of maybe a, a great way to cycle, or a, just an example of how you might organize cycles of training for? trying to manage multiple goals because I think that's what it really comes down to with people with the cycling thing is they have multiple goals. They want to get strong. They want to burn fat. They want to have endurance, you know, and trying yeah, to do all these yeah. things at one time might not work out. Yeah. Let me give you a very a broad example. And I actually used this with a student of mine a while back and that's because they just had so many goals and just, 
it wasn't going to be like me where I sit down and I can focus just on the one arm handstand for day upon day. Uh, what I did was I asked him, I said, what is the one thing that you want to get right now? And so I'm going to use a very, very simple example, not what he said, but, um, you know, he said, oh, I want to be able to get the handstand. Okay, well, that's great. But after that, he said, but I'd also like to be able to do, you know, ABC. Okay. So I said, all right. So I love doing some ABC, man. That is yeah, like the highlight and, of my week. Yeah, ABC. Because, you know, everybody needs to learn how, you know, learn the alphabet. So, uh, but anyway, so, so what we did was... Uh, created a program for him where he's focusing on the handstand, but he's also able to play around with A, B, and C movement. Now, his main focus, his main focus is a handstand. So going into his workouts, that's what he focuses on. If he doesn't get A, B, and C exercises done, that's perfectly fine because his main focus is a handstand. So... Set it up so that, yes, we have these A, B, and C exercises throughout the week in his program. But really, it's just kind of on the side. So it's kind of like if you go out to dinner and you order a big steak and you just kind of have maybe a little a little bit of salad on the side, okay? Now, salad is, of course, important. But the main thing is that steak. You want to be focusing on the steak. And you want to make sure that you eat that entire steak before you – Go into anything else. Yeah, I'm you're not, not going to like chow on the salad and leave yeah. half your steak on the plate. Exactly. And so that's how it should be for this particular person. This is an example, of course. But I think that a lot of people try and say, okay, I'm going to get the planche. I'm going to get um, what's something else. I'm going to get the planche, the handstand. Um, I'm going to get uh, backflip. Okay. And I'm going to do them all at the same time. All right. Well, good luck with that. All right. You can do it. I'm not saying you can't, but really, if you focus on that one thing at a time, make that one movement the main part of your workout, but also maybe if you want to do some of the other exercises after you've properly put the time in for that main movement, then okay, that's, that's going to be okay. And what I'm trying to do is be very, very nice here and say that, okay, you have to focus on one movement and that's it. Okay. I'm not, I know there's people out there who don't want to do that, but what I am saying is that you've got to be sure that that one major movement is the focus of your workout. So you've got that down. Let's say that your main movement, what did I say in the very beginning? His main movement was the handstand. Okay. So he works on this and let's say after three months, he gets it. He nails it. All right. Now, I don't know if he's going to do it in three months or not, but let's just say he gets it in three months. Awesome. So then after those three months, the next movement, movement A, would become his main movement for maybe another three months. Okay. Now, during that time when he's focusing on major movement A, he can still do a little bit of handstands if he wants, but it's not his main focus. And so he's not trying to, as I mentioned earlier, cloud up his workout by trying to also get that and work on that as hard as he can. Okay. So then once he gets that, he can then go and work on movement B. And then once he gets that work on movement C, and even though he's still working on all of the movements, he's still focusing though on that major movement. And I think that's very important. So another example, if I can just keep talking is where um, in our products, we have 
our programs, pardon me, we have like parallettes one. So you just focus on parallettes one and you focus on that for three months. You hit it hard, you do it great, you go through the program and you do it for three months. After that, you go to rings one. You do rings one and after that, you're like, you know what, I think I want to do some more parallettes. Okay, you can go back to parallettes or you could even try parallettes too. It's up to you. And then after that, maybe you're like, well, I want to do some floor, but I'm really worried that I'm going to lose my chin-ups or whatever that I've gained with rings or something like that. Well, okay, that's fine. Go ahead and work on your floor, but then maybe you can add in a couple chin-ups or something. But make the focus of what you're doing, uh, pardon me, make the main thing that you're doing the focus so that you don't lose track of your goals. So I'm kind of going off here, but um, basically there's so many different ways to cycle things, but the most important thing is to focus on one major thing and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, just to understand that cycling is not something that we contrived, you know, we didn't invent it or anything. Uh, Hell no. Just because we're saying this is important does not mean that like, I don't know. We're not trying to push an agenda with this, but it's just, it's recognizing that life goes through cycles and phases. You know, life does. It's natural. All living things. I, I don't know. You may not have noticed this, but probably everyone listening to this, you sleep every night. <laughs> that's a cycle, dude. And if you oh, don't yeah. think that's fundamental to your experience, if you don't think it's necessary to cycle your training too, you're sadly mistaken because there is no way that you can just keep doing the same thing every day for very yeah. long without suffering some consequences in other ways. I mean, this is weight, weightlifters do this too. This is not just a body weight exercise thing. No, Weightlifters no, yeah. do this too. They have a particular program and on any given day, they have main lifts and assistance lifts. You know, you're not going to go in there. Uh, well, okay. Not, not everyone does this, but some people do. You know, you're not going to go in there and do a bunch of crap and then try to squat your max weight. You know, yeah, if the squat exactly. is your main thing. You're going to focus on your squat. And then, you know, if you don't get your lateral arm raises or something in, it's all right. <laughs> but if you can do them, that's fine. But you want to focus on your main lift for that day, whether it be the squat or the deadlift or the bench or whatever. It's usually a big lift is your main thing. And then you do some assistance and some accessory stuff to support that. And so that's kind of the same thing. We're not saying you you can never do any pull-ups when you're on P1. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And pull-ups are not yeah. allowed. We're just saying yeah. don't make a big deal out of them. Right, right. Well, and you know, to go well, to keep going off of the bodybuilder kind of thing. You think about it. You know, we've all read the articles in the magazines where they give you this full-on program where it says, "Okay, for the first month or two, we're going to focus on strength and then after we're going to focus on, you know, building muscle and then we're going to finish it up with our last cycle of cutting, you know, and making sure that we can diet down and see our abs and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of I don't want to say it's similar to what we're talking about, but in a sense it is in, in that, you know, when you're in that bodybuilding thing, you're still using the weights. You just use them in a different way so that you could come back to everything and be stronger later when you're doing it. So, so many different ways that you can cycle. Um, and it's not about cutting something out if you really want to be doing it. It's just focusing on that one major thing and spending enough time on it so that you're able to do it successfully. Yeah, and the bodybuilding thing is actually a pretty neat example because it sort of demonstrates that cycles don't have to be 
uh, unrelated, and cycles yeah. don't have to be about different goals. You can stack several cycles up to get you towards one goal. For example, a bodybuilder, right, may initially be working towards hypertrophy. The yes. first first month, you're just bulking. You're getting big. You're eating as much crap as possible, trying to blow your muscles up with as much bloat and fluid as you can, <laughs> so you get large. Yep. And then after yep. a couple months, when you've taken that to the you know logical extension of what you can do with it, you start working on the strength aspect, and you start trying to make those muscles denser. Right. And you you change the way you eat, you change the way you train and you get a little different result. But you're still building towards the same goal. And then finally, uh, as is traditional, you know, you go on a cutting cycle when it's close to contest time for figure competitors and bodybuilders. You go on a cutting cycle last and that's when you try to just get rid of all of the excess uh, water and fat and stuff that's stored on your body. And you're not trying to build bigger muscles during this time. Yeah, you're just exactly. trying to exactly. get rid yeah. of the other stuff. And these are yeah. all different cycles that build towards one goal. And we do the same thing with our programs and any good coach uh, who's teaching you how to how to better your body and how to work on these big skills, these difficult skills that take months and years to learn. Any good coach is going to give you a phased, uh, stacked, cyclical kind of program for exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to be do this every day until you just have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great point there. Good point. Cool. Uh, well, anything else you want to talk about, Ryan? No, man, I think that was good. We covered, I, you know, I'm glad we covered the cycle here. Um, you know, if you, anyone out there, if you've got questions about this, always feel free to contact us. I mean, we could talk about this for days. And um, it's a big thing, of course, with us here in GMP. And um, it can be confusing, you know, maybe looking at the bodybuilder world. Uh, I'm not saying it's cut and dry there. But, you know, just like what we were talking about earlier, you know, bulking up, hypertrophy and then going and cutting that's 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 an easy way to look at it and it might be a little difficult for some people uh to see how we're trying to do it here with gmb so if you still have questions feel free to contact us and we'll do everything we can to make sure that you understand it yeah absolutely um you know it doesn't have to be bulking and cutting it can be fundamental skills more complicated skills and etc but yeah, yeah get in touch because uh, we can give lots of examples about this, but the thing is everyone's starting from a different place and everyone has, you know, vaguely different goals. And uh, we just can't we can't answer all of those in yeah. a simple example. So, yeah, feel free to ask and we'll try to help you out as much as we can. Cool. Because we're nice. And we are. Know, yeah. We do this for for you. We make this That's for right. you. We're making this music for you right now. Ryan actually bought a broken microphone so he could make these sound effects you're hearing in the background right now. We spare no expense for DMB. I want you guys to know this. Uh, And if you appreciate it and if you learned something, and hell, if we made you chuckle with our horrible jokes, go to iTunes and rate us, please. Ratings are good. And especially high ratings are good. Low ratings, if you think we suck, I mean, yeah, feel free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, we'll just yeah. make fun of you on the next podcast. That's you know? right. Hey, that's just the way it is. But yeah. anyway, thank you so much. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. And feel free to ask questions. We're here to help. All righty. Thanks, everybody.